headlines for this episode, the COVID inquiry and unionist press, are they driving more people to independence? Why should you get involved in campaigning? The latest incompetence tax imposed by Labour run East Lothian Council, and is democracy being undermined with East Lothian polling station closures? Hello and welcome to the latest North Berwick and East Lothian SNP and All Things Indie podcast. I hope you survived all the winds and storms this last few days. It's been a bit like the COVID inquiry, uproar and hypocrisy around WhatsApp and other unionist stories designed to distract and plant seeds of distrust and doubt in our minds about the Scottish Government and the SNP administration. It is amazing to me that they think people will be stupid enough to forget the tireless efforts of Nicola Sturgeon, Jason Leach, etc. for all those months compared to the clowns down south. Just ask yourself, who would you have rather had you steer you through a pandemic, the Scottish Government or Alistair Jack and Boris Johnson? Would you really choose to put your lives of yourself and your family in their hands? If you would, then I would suggest that you truly are deluded and in total agreement with all the unionist opinion. It brings me to a question that somebody asked me earlier this week. Why should I get involved with the SNP and independence campaigning? Well, as it happens, this week's behaviour at the COVID inquiry and the shocking performance of the unionist press and media, including question time this week, has actually increased SNP members and donations, as people are saying, enough is enough. For me, I've been an independent supporter for over 50 years, since I was old enough to hold a thought and make a decision. My parents are independent supporters, and we were brought up to believe that Scotland was more than capable of running its own affairs, that we could make a better job, because we live here. So I am lucky that I have never been taken in by the establishment, the brainwashing and the bias that will come and be confronted with, people are confronted with every single day. About 10 months ago, after the tents were put up outside Nicholas Sturgeon's house, I was tipped over the edge from being a person who had always supported the SNP and wanted Scotland to be an independent country rather than under Westminster control to what some might now call an activist. The biased media has driven me to become an activist for independence. For me, that means supporting the SNP to keep the topic front and centre and to drive the world to accept our independence. Each day and this week has been typical if you listen to the news. All you hear is that Scotland is a terrible place, we are so dumb and so stupid that we can't do anything right, so we have to be controlled by Westminster. The biased media spins stories this way every single day, and it's a deliberate and calculated act. Be under no illusion, the media is controlled and directed to keep Scotland in its place. The BBC is, of course, the master in this regard. They also have a whole group of people who are put in place, and they are there to try and keep these stories front and centre. These people are bought and paid for by the establishment by offering them things like peerages or fancy jobs or money or positions of power, or just by convincing them to have the illusion that what they're doing is right. 
They buy into the project and they are there front and centre every day telling us that we're too small, too poor and too stupid. And if you tell people that long enough, they will start to believe it. This is one of the reasons why more older people support the union compared to the younger people. And it's very simple. They've been lied to, manipulated and brainwashed for longer. So they've had to put up with all that nonsense. The tents at Nicholas Sturgeon's house was the final straw for me. I thought to myself, this is just so wrong. I am sick of listening to people put down my country to lies being told day after day. At that point, I had two options, get involved or stand by and accept what was being said to me. The next day I joined the SNP. Each week, the media are driving more and more people to get involved. So perhaps all the negativity is being um, giving us a, a reason to join the SNP rather than the other way around. I, like many others, are now working hard to persuade people to the great need for independence, to fight the lies, the bias and the misinformation that we are subjected to on a daily basis. The constant lies and bias are like a form of torture being inflicted on the nation day in, day out. So if you are like me, why not get involved and support the cause, fight for independence and a better society for ourselves, our children and our future? The person who asked me the question is also now sickened by the BBC and the ridiculous lies that they are spouting every day. The Kay Adams show this week was the final straw for him. And I have seen people on Twitter saying it was the treatment of Nicholas Sturgeon at the COVID inquiry or Alistair Jack's performance and lack of scrutiny that pushed them over the edge. No matter the reason, it would be fantastic to have more and more people involved. Most people think the only way they can get involved is to go out canvassing, knocking on doors and delivering leaflets. And yes, we will do that and we need volunteers to help with that but there are so many more other ways that you can help. We understand that some people struggle to leave the house or are carers or have full-time work, have a family and other commitments. I've been contacted by many people who are in these positions. So we need to find mechanisms about how they can support the cause. Fighting to get Ian White elected for Westminster is the next step in the journey to independence because we can't let one seat fall into the hands of the Unionist Tory or Labour parties. I know that the SNP make you mad at sometimes, that the party sometimes annoys people, and that you might have a different approach to securing independence. But right now, there is no other way. Ian must be elected, and so must everybody else across Scotland. So to anyone looking to get involved, then please get in touch, send a message, leave a comment, and we can discuss how you can help. It could be that you post things on social media or write articles or design content or fold and stuff envelopes, make phone calls, put up a poster, give us information on businesses or people who support independence, or you put leaflets through the doors of just 10 or 20 people near you. Anything you can do would be welcome. So please think about volunteering and giving some of your time. The more people we have, the easier it will be to deliver our North Berwick Coastal Ward strategy for 2024. This week I have been writing it and putting in place the plans for our support for Ian and for independence. 
The more people who can help out, the more we can do. So please get involved if you can. Well, enough of me banging on about that. Let's look at a couple of local matters that have come to the fore this week, which will affect the North Berwick Coastal Ward. Let's start with the latest incompetence tax inflicted on us by Labour-run East Lothian Council. I call them incompetence taxes as that's exactly what they are. Due to poor strategies, planning and decision-making, the Labour administration is going to inflict more and more taxes through indirect routes on all of us. Whether it is the parking charges or the latest idea charging you £35 per year to have a brown bin collection, they will tax us all due to their stupidity and incompetence. Let's look at their latest tax plan. Anyone with a brown bin will be charged £35 per year. And they also plan to move the green bins to be picked up every three weeks rather than every two weeks. Last year, the Labour administration passed this in their budget. Most of us will have missed this announcement. However, the plans are now afoot to implement these measures starting soon. I have asked through a Freedom of Information request for the Labour Council to provide some data on how these decisions were made. Interestingly enough, they have come back to me to say that it will take them time to collect the data because they don't have it or they don't want to share it. I'm not quite sure. I asked for simple things like how have they come to the decision that this will make money rather than cost money? What will be the impact on the revenue from composting? How much will it take to run the scheme? What forecasts have they for the take-up? People returning the bins, how many people are going to do that? How will it impact the actual people collecting the refuge? If they ever do give me any of that data, I will of course share it with you all. The simple truth is it's another incompetence tax from the Labour Council and there will be more to come. The second issue to address is the proposed closure of, at Westminster election of some polling stations across East Lothian. It will impact eight current polling stations and the proposal is to close them. I'm sure there'll be several reasons why they're going to close these and some of it might make sense. Buildings are not no longer suitable or aren't open. More and more people are using postal votes. However, we must always be wary of anything which impacts people's ability to vote. Democracy is vital for us all, and we must look at this seriously before endorsing such a move. In the North Berwick Coastal Ward, there is one proposed closure, which is the Fenton Barnes polling station. According to the Council website, this will affect some 353 people, of which 261 are not registered for a postal vote on the electoral record. These people would have to travel to Durleton to vote or register for a postal vote. For people who don't drive, disabled people, older people, or anyone affected by the cost of living crisis, this could become an issue. And especially if the weather was bad on the particular day that was chosen, people might decide not to vote. They can't afford the journey. They can't make the journey for whatever reason, um, or there's nobody there to help them. It all puts yet another hurdle in the way of people voting, and none of this can be good for democracy. This coupled with the voter ID that's going to be required at every polling station just reduces the number of people who are going to vote. And I think actually that's ultimately their aim. 
As such, it is vital that people register for postal votes if they think they're going to have any issues when the election time comes around. Well, that's it for me for this episode. Um, I hope you all keep safe and well, and we'll see you again next time.